0: Let us worship God.
1: A reading from 2 Kings, the fifth chapter, beginning with the first verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Almighty God, in you are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Open our eyes that we may see the wonders of your word and give grace that we may clearly understand and freely choose the way of your wisdom, amen. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram was a great man and in high favor with his master, because by him the Holy One had given victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans on one of their raids had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, if only my Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his Lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, Go then, and I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. He went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of garments. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give life or death to this man's, this man that sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
2: Thanks be to
1: God.
0: Continuation from 2 Kings. When Elijah, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king Why have you torn your clothes? Let them come to me, that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elijah's house. Elijah sent a messenger to him, saying, Go, wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, I thought that for me he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Holy One, his God, and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in a rage. But his servants approached him and said to him, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was wash and be clean? So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. His flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Here ends our reading. My childhood nickname was Smiley. It was given to me as a gleeful child running through the neighborhood, slurping popsicles, swinging from tree branches, and proclaiming final victory against my big brother after a summer of playing cops and robbers. Is that still an acceptable game for children to play? Though my religious grandparents clearly left their mark on who I became, It was my irreverent, card-playing, martini-drinking, denture-wearing prankster of a grandfather who was the apple of my eye. In every room he entered, he brought the sun, and I basked in his warmth. I remember the first time I saw him dance with my grandmother in the kitchen. Dipping and lifting her into the air, my ever-contained grandmother erupted with laughter. Suddenly, they were in a Navy ballroom, restored to a version of themselves I'd not met before. His gift was laughter. He used to laugh till he cried, all while mishearing lines delivered by Betty White on the Golden Girls. Is there anything better than seeing your grandfather cry from laughing? He knew how to make others double over with laughter, too. We used to wait until just before dusk to go on unsanctioned golf ball hunts. Packed into his golf cart like a clown car, legs flailing with each abrupt turn, we raced wildly up fairways, making our way backwards through his retirement community's course. Slowing to a crawl, we searched eagle-eyed beneath thorny hedges, down stone culverts, and past sandy bunkers. At the end of each hunt, we returned home with buckets of treasure. My brother and I counted and separated out our favorite golf balls like candy on Halloween. And my grandfather, in retrospect, perhaps a terrible golfer or perhaps incredibly cheap, was just as pleased with his take. Whether playing for pennies or toothpicks, victory is sweet. While my other grandparents taught me the prayerful quiet of fishing and invited me into the Narnia-like world of poetry, my raucous grandfather inspired me to dream of a life of laughter and of becoming a respectable Vegas blackjack dealer when I grew up. How would my other family feel about that? Eventually, my larger-than-life grandfather became human. The The chinks in his armor became more pronounced. Beneath his beautiful exterior was a spirit made brittle, with old resentments, broken relationships, and pain. Though it was difficult to square that circle as a child, I accepted my love for him could not be erased. He confounded and restored me. When I experienced my first heartbreak, my grandfather showed up. Upon hearing the news, his armor couldn't hold and he began to cry. Though he tried to shake it off, he was unable. I'd already recognized the pain he understood. He didn't have to say a word. I knew then the healing of his love. Sometimes greatness becomes a prison. Our beautiful armor becomes a burden. What was once a source of life becomes a source of affliction. And when we are lost to our greatness, sometimes It's the voice of a child that helps us be restored again. In this morning's story of Naaman, Naaman, he is this glorious military leader. He's described as larger than life. A great man who brought Syria victory over Israel. A victory blessed by God. And he lives with leprosy. As part of the spoils of war, Naaman brings home a little girl as his captive. Though there is no resolution to this particularly uncomfortable detail, it turns out it's this little girl who knows a way for Naaman to be healed. And he listens to her. He takes her seriously. And he gets sent to Israel and to the king to request Healing. When Naaman arrives, he's still wrapped up in his greatness. He comes with all his pomp and circumstance and carts full of treasure. And the king of Israel is concerned, trapped by his own throne. Given he isn't God, how is he going to live up to this conqueror's request for healing? Hearing of the king's distress, Elijah, who is politically to him like a child, says, "Send him my way. Relieved, the king of Israel sends Naaman to Elijah. Naaman is still in his fantastical world. When he arrives, Elijah doesn't come out to meet him, but sends a messenger instead. Offended not only by the lack of acknowledgement of the important person that he is, but of the rather basic remedy prescribed, he plans to turn around and leave. But Naaman's servants, addressing him as if they were his children, intervene. Disarmed by their questions, he lets go of the conviction that healing is found only through accomplishing something great. Instead of always having to be larger than life, he allows himself to be small. Washing in the River Jordan, he emerges restored in the comfortable skin he knew as a child. It almost didn't happen his attachment to greatness almost left him permanently ill. But the children of his story were unswayed by wealth or influence, and they sent him home in health and in peace. Still, two things remain true about the story of Naaman the glory of God was revealed in the glory of Naaman, and the glory of God was revealed in becoming small again. Naaman opened himself up to the possibility of change. My grandfather opened himself up to the possibility of love. When our relationships break down, it is painful and can be devastating. And it is our relationships that help us restore us back to life again. Today, we have the gift of celebrating Hannah's baptism and to witness the life of God within her. We get to honor her wisdom, her dreams, and her laughter. Gathered with her here at the water, we know that whatever life brings her She belongs to the truth of who she is. She belongs to her community. She belongs to God. Yes, so be it. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, you have fed us in word, in silence, in baptism, and in community. And for that, we give you our thanks and our praise. Amen. Go forth this day, beloved children of God, ever restored to newness of life.